1: Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moments. My name is Jason Miller. I'm your podcast host. We're calling this episode the Whiskey Moment um, uh, today because I I have a really awesome guest today. I've known him for shit coming up on 30 years probably, and uh, he's a major influence in my life, even though he doesn't know why. Um, (laughs) But uh, Mike, welcome to the show, brother. Glad to have you here. Glad to be here, Jason. Always good to talk to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about, you know, your story. Let's hear your story. Throw your story out there and and tell your story and how you can include how we met and all that good stuff in it too. Let's just have some fun with this one. <laughs> I, I think that's great. Uh you know, I
0: don't have the picture that you put out a while ago on it, or I would share it just for 'cause I think that'd be cool to share that picture of us.
1: Oh, yeah, surveillance. Yeah, yeah. That 100% yeah, yeah. canned photo. Oh, oh the the Hollywood shot. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I could yeah. you got it, you could put it up there or I yeah, well, I am I'm, I'm in a totally different side of the office. Like yeah. so Okay, yeah, yeah. Be able yeah. To find it, I mean,
0: yeah, okay, no worries. But uh so join the army at 17 uh as an infantryman, light infantryman, did that for a total of 12 years uh, then I went special forces. Uh, in that time when I was an infantryman, uh, I met this young uh, well I guess we were both young men so I guess it's kind of rude not to say young but back in the day when we were both young, uh, Jason and I worked together in a uh, brigade recon company. We did that for almost a year and then uh, then when that was over it was a test project and then that was over we went down to third battalion 327. Uh, Scout platoon, reconnaissance platoon, and we worked together there. Uh, we were the only two sniper qualified guys in the platoon, so uh, and we worked there together for what, three years, four years, yeah,
1: something like that, something three, like four that. Years must have been. Yeah. At
0: one point in that time, when we were working together, uh, we spent three months in a two man pup tent on a field in Montana because we we got deployed to Montana to fight fires. So, uh, Jason and I have, we're really close. We've seen parts of each other that I'm sure our spouses have not. So, uh, <laughs> the dirty parts, not
1: the good parts. <laughs> uh, oh my God, yeah. there's some absolute truth in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. But, but, but after yeah, Jason so, left the
0: unit, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what are you doing now? What's the. What's the journey Mike Jackson's on now?
0: Okay, so I'm a company, SF Business Consulting. uh, I primarily work with uh, SOCOM-specific, but DOD uh, medical providers uh, providing uh, help with stuff like that. Uh, One of the things I do is uh, I help out with surgery and anesthesia to Special Forces Medics, which is very rewarding. Uh, Have a whole lot of little contracts here and there inside that company. Sometimes it takes me to horrible places like Saint Croix. Uh, I help a couple docs run a, a a wilderness or a jungle medicine and dive medicine uh, courses with them there, uh, just all over the place.
1: Yeah. So uh, what most people don't know is that you are a bit of a little little bit of a movie star in a way. Um, got to do got to do some really cool stuff with survival stuff, right? Tell 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 everybody about that, because I, I think that's really cool. That's a not not the movie star part of it. I just think it's right, cool. right. you got to. You got to yeah. you got to be a part of that. And that's really neat. A really
0: good friend of mine, uh, Creek Stewart. Uh, he was on Fat Guys in the Woods uh, with the Weather Channel. And a few years later, the Weather Channel hit him up uh, for another co- show called S.O.S. How to Survive. And he did that for three seasons with the Weather Channel. And he suckered me in by telling me that uh, he needed somebody to like run the scripts and make sure it was all medically sound. I was like, yeah, sure, brother. I got you, whatever you need. And then he goes, hey, we might need you on set, you know, just to make sure everything gets done right. Next thing you know, there's this camera point in my face and I'm like, you son of a biscuit eater. And <laughs> there you go. Uh, I wasn't in a lot of episodes. I was in, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there uh, on a couple episodes for three different seasons uh it was a lot of fun uh and every at the end of every season when uh, creek and i would sit down we'd have a breakfast or a dinner before the season was over or whatever and he goes he would always ask mike are you going to do it for another season and i'd be like only if you ask me to you know i don't like doing this stuff (laughs) Uh, and the problem is i like teaching people i like helping people learn stuff the problem is when you have the camera over here and goes say x y and z okay now the camera's over here you go now say it again now now the camera's over here say say it again it, now say it again the camera you know it's just it's so rep- repetitive and just tiring and but yeah, yeah i'm a sucker to help a friend out as you might remember
1: uh, well yeah of course for sure but
0: and then the weather uh, channel sold it the weather channel sold that to uh a company up in canada
1: and he's been doing the last couple seasons on his own so, yeah 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 Good stuff. Well, I know we kind of came up with a little crazy concept of uh, of uh, our own little show, right? <laughs> and uh, hell, that was just fun putting that shit together, right? That was, yeah, it uh, was. It was and pretty if, fun putting it together. And if
0: knock I, on wood, that thing still comes through, it would be amazing.
1: I think I think it will sometime. I mean, I agree. We, we I think we just got to pursue it a little farther, but um, yeah, the the combat challenge. That's what it was. Was it the combat I can't even remember what the I believe so. Was. I believe. I so. think so. Yeah. The combat challenge.com. There's a pretty cool video um, that we put together for it. And uh, man, it was a, it's a lot of fun. We had some great conversations with some Hollywood folks. So, oh yeah. So and Frank loved us. If cool. so Frank could have pulled it off.
0: He would have pulled it off.
1: I mean, he just yeah. didn't have that kind of
0: bandwidth for that. This,
1: reality tv space
0: but frank's a good dude if i ever make it out to santa monica i'm gonna go buy frank a beer
1: (laughs) (laughs) i really like frank frank seems like he's real down-to-earth dude and and uh you know just just a good old boy right yeah i
0: thought he just had bad taste because he liked me but when he started liking you i thought well maybe (laughs) you know his taste isn't that bad (laughs) i think something that's that's unique though between the two of us we only have 50 years of military active duty military experience yeah that's right. nothing to throw a stick at that's that's pretty impressive thank you for your service jason
1: yeah you too brother cheers oh yeah and we have it more fun shot, doing it with you and uh, and we have three brain cells and two are conspiring to kill the other one yeah. <laughs> the third one's watching the first two fight it out. Like, who's going to win? Who's going to win?
0: Nobody's going to win this one.
1: <laughs> because of those 50 uh, years of combined experience. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it really comes down to, you know, where where I think you and I's major strengths are. Of course, there's the business side of things and all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? But, But I think the leadership part of it is it's like irreplaceable, the leadership value. And that's not saying every leader that's ever been in the military was worth a shit, but um, we both know better than that. But but if you had a good experience, you had good people around you, you were able to really culture that and then take it out into the business space, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because the Red X article that... The Red X article that you wrote, I, I I found it interesting what you said in there, and and that is managing soldiers is no different than managing business people, right? Agreed. It's the same same stuff, right? Yes. It's just you're just in a different uniform. That's all. And, and so. I think
0: another thing that's different for a lot of other veterans out there who are also true, tried and true combat leaders like like we are, uh, and like you said. It's terminology, you know, you can't refer to everything as, you know, a 300 meter target, a 50 meter target, you know, Mm. and we understand that, but the direct correlation, people don't understand that translation. If you break it down to what you're talking about, it's easier to understand, you know, aim small, miss small, when you're talking about sniper weapon systems and stuff, Uh, you know, as long as you understand how to translate, just like with any other language to another language, military jargon and jumbo and whatever, into business it works yeah Yeah. let me take the opportunity right now to tell everybody that uh, when Jason retired I gave him a plaque and it was a sniper tab and the little plaque below it said uh, best shot I ever saw without a doubt in 27 years Jason Miller is the absolute best shot I've ever seen maybe we should start another company snipers
1: for hire i'm just saying possibility right <laughs> yeah, there you go and it's <laughs> when the funny the funny part is is that that tab right that you you gave me when when i retired yeah it's mounted right below my son's bb gun mm-hmm. in the garage gave it to Barrett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which i think is awesome that, that
0: the lineage of just passing that down oh, when yeah. did you go to sniper school
1: do sniper training. Uh was that ninety would have been ninety seven? Eight? Yeah. Ninety-eight. So something like that. Which is like yeah.
0: 24 years
1: yeah. ago. I mean, I
0: went in ninety. I'm obviously I'm older. So I went in ninety, you went yeah. in ninety-eight. So how many years of sniper experience do we have? Almost as yeah. many years as military experience. So I'd say
1: that's a solid that's
0: right. 40. Yeah. Tonya. Right. <laughs> right. Twocrusty snipers.com. It could be a thing. I'll see if anybody owns it, but it could be. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: just don't tell anybody. Yeah, no. We just well, can't hey. tell nobody
0: else except for a few of us do this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, hey, we did train the guy that went nuts in Montana, yes. right? So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Eunice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's a little, uh, it's not really funny, but it's, um, yeah. you, you got to understand how military people compartmentalize shit. And yeah. that is, is we make fun of it. Right. Cause that's how you yeah. can really compartmentalize it, it. But Yeah. Deal with it. Right. So, so it's a lot of police officers are the same way. Right. It's oh like, yeah, absolutely. You know, my father-in-law, he, when he taught, he was at law enforcement for 30 years and he'll talk about things and it's almost like it's a joke, right? It's not really, but that's just kind of how you figure out how to deal with things and your way yeah. of kind of, tucking it back in the brain right and yeah you know i mean you and i trained a guy that uh uh he took his wife out through a damn bar window and pulled a real world fucking rambo right right up yeah in, up and up in the mountains in montana couple Crazy hundred yard bastard. shot
0: you know through the parking lot through the plate glass window you know center mast and then escaped the mountains yeah i mean yeah. Bad idea. He wasn't exactly all stable, but it was a good shot. Right. I mean, just mm-hmm. like when I watch football because I don't follow football. When you watch football, I go, that's a good play. That's a good play. I don't care who does it. I can recognize what a good play is. That was a good <laughs> shot. Right. So, right. And, and probably because uh, we trained him well. But
1: <laughs> well, Yeah, right. <laughs> For sure. I, I know I found this like ballistics book he gave me years later, and I was like, man, I need to throw that shit away. That's bad. <laughs> <YouTube.">
0: it's called <laughs> evidence. <laughs> no, thank you. That's <laughs> bad jujitsu. We just said it on here. So, you know, uh, yeah, besides yeah, everybody who watched
1: yeah. this, it's just a secret between yeah. us two. Yeah, well, uh, you just go. us girls, you know. Uh, other, other than the 50,000 downloads that happen <laughs> when it ends up on the Joe Rogan show. It's not like I
0: already look like Ted Kaczynski. So great. You're throwing me under the bus because you look like an upstanding citizen. I look like uh, a homeless man. You know, just because I got a hilarious. collar on doesn't mean I'm, you know, anything. <laughs>
1: Oh, I can revo- resort to the homeless vet look. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I yeah, I, I I can rock that pretty good too if I want. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> and
0: speaking of that, and and again, like Jason said, we we make fun of stuff that's not funny. Uh, you do a lot of work with uh, veteran organizations to help stuff like that, and
1: I I do applaud you for that. That that is amazing. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love. You know, recently, we had great conversations with Heart to Heart Coffee, um, really, really great company that uh, I don't even know how they do it, to be honest with you, with how they donate all the proceeds of the coffee sales how they even, because it's a for-profit, but donates through to a nonprofit. I don't know how they do it. Um, they figured it out, obviously, but but uh, Just a, just a great company and they really support veteran causes and so on and so forth. And then, uh, you know, several others, there's, uh, I just, the name is escaping me right now, but it's, uh, he literally is building a fob. He's building a fob for veterans and they can stay there for up to a year. Um, and safely uh, he, th- yeah, safely. And that's, that's a that's com- a big thing. Yeah. It's a safe environment. You can bring your yeah. family. They pay for everything. And uh, it's literally a it's a it's a freaking fob, pretty yeah. much and they've operating space this-
0: for everybody who doesn't know what yeah. fob is. Yeah, doors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um,
1: <laughs> thank you for clarifying. Um gotcha. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so and he's built this wonderful uh compound. And it has everything that you could ever want as a, you know, you're a struggling veteran. Maybe you're going through some shit times in your life and, you know, the family units falling apart. Right. Yeah. And you can go there and they have all the support you could ever need for family counseling, all this stuff. Right. Um, Yeah. uh, Because I mean, the fact of the matter is, is, you know, everybody deals with that bullshit differently. Right. So Mm -hmm. You know, I don't ever judge people when it comes to, you know, well, I, I always look at my dad, right? My dad was mm-hmm. 17 years old, um, thrusted into the combat yeah, environment though. at 18 years old, right? Yeah. I wasn't that young. Mm-hmm. Shit, I was in my 30s before. So, you yeah. know, I was I was more like the guy when the rounds were coming in and all the kids hopped in the dish like, that fuck up, let's go, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It, just, it went like 800 meters away from us. Come on, let's go. Keep going, Yeah, right? eight football <laughs> fields away is, is a far away. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, it was already at a sage point in my life, right? So, yeah. you know, it was a and lot honestly, different. I hey
0: brother, I could not imagine doing what your dad did or what we did later on in life. Yeah. As young as he did it. I mean, I was in Somalia at 22, but I was 22. I'd already had a few years of. Of, of suck it up under my belt before I got there right. I couldn't imagine going from high school real life to that so you know you know I love you yeah. dad anyway so
1: yeah yeah right. and that's where a lot of our young generation that that joined and you know they joined during wartime knowing well your ass is going to war right so yeah. It just yeah just just was what it was but yeah but uh, there's so many good organizations out there that there are you know just just find one that's really good and ask all the questions yeah. and you know but, even but again if you, like you said do your research because there's a lot of fake organizations yeah, out there
0: make sure yeah. that it actually helps who you want it to help for any organization right. you support. Yeah. Well, yeah. just out of curiosity, was it four or five books that you wrote that all the proceeds went straight to better organizations? Seven. Okay, because I
1: can't count and <laughs> You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well shit, you wrote you wrote three of them with me. What are you talking about? But I knew that you wrote four before I even got in the picture. So yeah, I didn't remember if right. it was four or five. Yeah, so I, but I, right. that's that's nothing to scoff at either. I mean that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I i think by now we've at least built an entire house. I'm pretty yeah. pretty sure of it. Yeah, pretty sure so you know, that we've built a house. Yeah. i bought paperbacks and hardbacks
0: of your first four just to support the cause cause I knew it was going to a yeah. good cause yeah. and not like I I'm, I'm, you know, like to listen to your voice cause I don't, but I'm just saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did read them, but so you probably felt <laughs> fell asleep while you were reading the shit, right? Like, Oh, let me drink some more scotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are well, you drinking right you know, now? You're Glenn Levitt, uh, Glenn Levitt 21.
0: 21. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm drinking uh, Devil's Brigade. Uh, It's the first special, first special service force. It is 60% Canadian whiskey, 40. I'm sorry, 60% American bourbon, 40% Canadian whiskey because that was the makeup. 40% Canadian, 60% American of the first special service force. Fantastic.
1: Ah, yeah. Cheers, man. It's probably not nearly as smooth (laughs) as yours, but it's still not bad. Well, my client, one of my clients sent me that bottle. So I'm enjoying it <laughs> as you should. I have uh, one client of mine. He loves to send me freaking scotch. So, uh, oh, I'm I'll sorry. Just... If I could twist your arm from here, I would. <laughs> yeah, right. <You> poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I, cause I always tell him Glenn live 25. And then every time he sends me one, I was like, that's 21. He goes, well, I owe you three years, I guess. And I was like, so we can't, that's, so we can't count that, either. So, right? so that's only 24, man. <laughs> you mean you owe me four years, four, not three four years. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's the thought that counts though. It is. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, shit, I just wanted to get it to you today. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Well, that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, Hey, uh, you know, not not to be remiss of something serious on this actual podcast. Do <laughs> you mean to actually talk about something
0: constructive? I'm okay right. with that.
1: <laughs> you know, if you could drop like a couple good golden nugget leadership things, right? That you could share over the years that you had that were like really pinnacle leadership things that got you to where you were and very relatable to you know being here and in a place of where you've found success and you know success obviously is is very subjective right so but yeah but what are some of those leadership things that you think really got you here well first of all you should never go from veteran to pole dancer okay that's that's a plus (laughs) you should not
0: because pennies hurt i mean as as fast as they can wing them so don't do that (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. On a serious note, though, uh, I would say, just like in the military, in business, you have your men and you have your mission. If you concentrate on the mission, you're going to fail the men and make it hard for them to help you with the mission. If you concentrate on the men, your employees, they're going to be able to accomplish a mission a lot easier. Concentrate on your employees. Help them help you. I I mean, the biggest thing is, let them do them. You're like, you're pulling slight reins on the horse. You're not pulling tight on the horse. You pull tight on the horse, you're doing all the work. Let the horse do the work. The horse knows how to run fast. You're just letting them know left a little bit, right a little bit. The men know what they're doing. If you did your job right with good talent management, putting the right personnel in the right spot, all you have to do is say, go this way, uh, maybe five degree azimuth to your left seven-degree azimuth to your right just to keep them on track because sometimes you give them a leeway, they'll just run straight like, wild wow, the cats. Let the men do their job. And by men, I, I actually mean employees. You know, Men is a military term. Men encompasses everything. Men, women, children, You know, child labor is a real thing, I guess. Uh, I'm just joking. Don't do that. Uh, when I say men, I, do, I mean all of your employees. I apologize for being old and crusty. But, yes, I, men. I would say that is my probably my big one. And training your employees, your personnel, in what you want to do. I want you to do X, Y, and Z. I want you to do A, B, and C. And then let them do their jobs. So Mm -hmm. good training of your personnel and let them do their jobs. Yeah, don't micromanage, right? Absolutely. I mean, I don't like to have hour-long meetings once a week. I like to have a two-minute meeting in the morning and a two-minute meeting in the afternoon. This is what I want to go, you know, this is the change from yesterday's evening because sometimes stuff happens overnight. You know, this is the change. This is our left to right azimuth now. At the end of the day, it's like, who needs help with what? Okay, got yeah. it. Those are my marching orders. How can I help you do you better? So yeah. small it's meetings like the, in morning
1: and evening. Yeah. It's like the art of the stand up, right? Yeah, absolutely. The stand up meeting, everybody stand your ass up and you know, we go through the quick points of what it needs to happen. Here's the yep. task, here's what needs to happen. Here you go, Bill, Bob, Susie, Frank, any questions? Go. Yep. Right. And and I like to stand up
0: better because, you know, how many times have we done, you know, after action reviews, you know, end of the day work, yeah. you know, around a, a a sand table with a stick pointing, well this is what happened, this is how we messed it up, this is how we can fix it and not do that same mistake twice. How can I help you guys fix this? But and I agree with right. the stand up because if you're if people are sitting down It just is instantaneously complacent. And I say that as I'm sitting down and you're standing up. So apparently I didn't learn my own lesson. However, my knees suck and my hips suck and my ankle sucks and my back sucks. So I'm going to sit down if I can. Uh, But yeah, so uh, that's something I tell all the young service members. Why stand when you can sit? Why? Because save those knees for later. Trust me. Uncle Sam's (laughs) going to take whatever extra you've got. Well, that's true. I would definitely say the two big points are make sure you train the people, put the right people in the right spots and let them do the
1: job. Yeah. Yeah. What's a big win for you that you've had? Do you think in, this doesn't have to be business, just a a win you've had that you think you could really share with a young, anybody, a young military guy, a young up and coming business owner, you know, a win that, you know you had to plan hard for, run hard for, and chase it but but get it right but actually yeah. it's
0: I'm gonna use an analogy, and I hate using analogies to answer questions direct questions, but <laughs> here's an analogy so I just finished teaching a a surgery and anesthesia class a couple couple weeks ago, but I've helped out with several classes throughout years and years and years. uh my nephew he's actually my brother's nephew, I'm like the crazy uncle by guilt by association i'm not a direct uncle but he's he's in special forces training right now Uh, he finished the course he asked me if i would put his tab on him which is a pretty big deal so i went to my old bdus woodland camouflage and i cut a tab off put some velcro on it and i had it ready because i'm not going to give him the new one i'm going to give him the crusty old one that's the wrong color because this is the one that means something to me and i got there to help him out And I recognized a lot of medics that I've helped out in the past. And I was standing on stage waiting for my nephew to come up. And uh, the medics actually came up before my nephew came up because they do by different jobs. And so many medics asked me as they were walking on stage, Mike, can you tab me? Mike, can you tab me? Mike, can you tab me? And that right there was the biggest win because I dumped a lot of effort into helping them be the best they could be. I mean – they're saving mine and your brothers and sisters on the battlefield right now doing crazy stuff. And yeah. just the fact that they would ask me to help out just because I was help, me, help to oh, getting excited, sorry. The fact <laughs> that they would actually ask me to put their special forces tab on just because I was helping out teach them just made the world of difference. And be, And that analogy goes to put effort into your people, and they, the benefits will just come rolling out. I mean, that yeah. was a win. I, it, it hit me like a sucker punch because I had no idea it was going to be there. I thought I was going to put my tab on one guy. I started tabbing so many medics. The lieutenant colonel goes, are you going to tab everybody? I said, no, sir, just the medics and one other guy. And <laughs> when I put my when I put my tab on my nephew, I was like, hey. That's the wrong color. If anybody gives you crap about that, let them know it's off of my uniform. The lieutenant girl goes, trust me, nobody's going to say nothing. And I (laughs) I was like, okay, so, you know, props, you know. But I think that goes back into the two things I said. Put put your effort into your people and they'll take care of you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's, and it's also, you know, lead like you want to be led, right?
0: Absolutely. Because like you said earlier, how many times have we worked for a crappy boss? Lots, yeah. you know. Yeah, sure. Do you remember when the battalion S3 wanted us to fast rope in with sniper rifles on our back? <laughs> yeah, <I> do. <laughs> and we were like, uh, no. Do you understand what a sniper <laughs> rifle is? I mean, you don't fast rope with a sniper rifle, clown. And some major thought it was a great idea. And, of course, Sergeant uh, Henry, of course, had our back and said, hey, if they say uh, no, said, no we're not doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. we we're both fast rope master qualified. We could have done it. Yeah. Right. It's just not the right thing to do. I mean, no, not the job of a sniper. Our job right. is to sneak in slowly like we ended up doing, set up our right. like we ended up doing and then killing all the bad guys like we were supposed to be doing. sir. <laughs> right. so, like you said, don't micromanage. Just let yeah. them know what they know how to do and let them do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you trust people with their superpower, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. ask question of your employees. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. how would you solve this problem? You know, if you give them the ability to do critical thinking at work. Oh my gosh, you've just opened up a whole new world because how many people have went to work like a, like a automaton? I get up, I go in, I clock in, I do my job and then right. I clock out, I leave. You know, I don't want that employee working for me at all. I want the guy to show up is like, "I'm here, I'm doing it." I'm, you know, I just I'm just yeah. you need help? You need help? You know, what can you do? I want the guy that gives yeah. a crap.
1: Because yeah. you gave him the yeah.
0: opportunity to like speak his mind once or twice. Obviously, within reason, everybody can't speak their mind all the time because then you got all the cats fighting and hurting the cats right. is not easy. Yeah. But once in a while, you're the subject matter expert in this field. How would you solve this problem? You're right. in this, field, you know. So like you said, let them use their superpowers.
1: That's I guess that's just a superpower
0: enab- by yeah. itself.
1: Yeah, it's enabling people to be a part of the process, too. Right. So, yeah. But sometimes, like we were talking
0: about crappy leaders. I know you had a crappy leader a long time ago, Third 327 squad leader, scout squad leader. And you just overcame that guy's uh, ineptness, his inability to do his job, his unintelligentness, you know. That guy had a lot uh, more. Well, I want to say a lot more hair because he didn't have a lot of hair. He had he, he might have had something that looked a lot like a a, 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 a a Mohawk kind of tight.
1: He had a lot of pretty face and hair, just no beard. <laughs> Well, it's funny because that major, here's here's a funny story. I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but that major, so when I left Lewis, I left Lewis, Right. I went down to Forces Command in Georgia Mm -hmm. and the G357 was a one star that, guess what? That was the major. Oh well, that was him, I hope he figured right? I hope he figured <laughs> his shit out. I mean, no, sometimes I they mean, do, sometimes they don't. We had a great conversation because he had this hundred and first thing in his office, right? What? were we no slack? Were we was Thurber 327 no
0: slack? I don't even remember. I don't <laughs> remember.
1: <laughs> oh, I feel like no. such a dart bag right now. Battle force. That's all battleforce, yeah. Yeah, no slack for yeah. Battle force, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. those TDIs <laughs> were kicking in. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he so we got to talking, right? And he was like, I was like, oh, well, what unit was you back at the 101st? And he goes, Third Battalion 327, uh ops <laughs> officer. And I was like, Oh my god, I remember you now, right? And you know, and we actually shared that story and laughed in his office as a Good. one star, and now he's a three-star now. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> so.
0: I love hearing it when 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 <laughs> leaders we all make mistakes, we all say yeah. stupid stuff as leaders. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Sure. But when we fix our stuff, tighten our shot group, redirect our azimuth and become better people, absolutely yeah. amazing. And you I've always the, do you remember who the 3rd Battalion, or 3rd Brigade Commander was? Colonel Mike Oates? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this, but Lieutenant Colonel Mike Oates was my battalion commander when I was at Fort Drum in his scalpatoon. And when I signed into Fort Campbell, uh, uh, one of the guys who used to work in S3 at, at uh, up at Drum broke his back. So he was working in... Um, the housing office is you know because he couldn't do anything else uh and he, he got better but uh he said hey fighting mike's in charge of third brigade and <laughs> i knew how early mike Oates got into work so like i showed up at like five o'clock the crack of dawn crack a butt crack dawn at, a, at you know and i was like standing at his office and he like walks in the far door and literally he hasn't seen me in years and he goes corporal jackson what are you doing here and as he gets closer he gets he goes who fucked up and made you a staff sergeant? He goes, come to my office, So Let's we'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> and I remember he goes, you know, hey, you know, because it was so early. He's like, hey, come back at nine o'clock and we'll see what we can do. Because I told him I just signed in to post or whatever. And I remember him calling the personnel section and going, hey, Dick, what's your social? And I rattled it off to him. And he like told him to him. And he's like, yeah, that guy's now in third brigade. He's like, I don't care where he was initially slotted. That guy's in third brigade now. He goes, yeah, I'll give you the next two E6s for him. And after he told him, I was like, "Sir, I don't think I'm worth two e 6 He goes, "I wouldn't have, I wouldn't offered it unless you were." Mike Oates is amazing. <laughs> Later uh, on, after I went special forces, I went back to Campbell, and I was walking to the guest house, and one of the pictures on the wall, you know, they had the ADC, you know, or the division commander, ADCO, ADCS, and there was mm-hmm. one star general, ADCO, Mike Oates. So yeah. I walked into the office because you know. <laughs> At this point in my life, I got so many years in services, like I could retire, like whatever it was, whatever. So I walked into his office, it was close, I think I was like 18, but uh, my, my shits were like gone. Uh, I walked into his <laughs> office and he had a second, uh, second lieutenant sit at the front desk. And I was like, I'd like to see the general. And she goes, do you have an appointment? <laughs> and no shit. Mike goes one sergeant pokes his head up, and he goes, What are you doing? Still do it out there, Dick. Why don't you grab me a cup of coffee and get one for yourself and get your ass in here? And I was like, I guess I don't need an appointment, man. And I grabbed my cup of coffee, walked to the side, and <laughs> he's doing his bullshit with He's like, You almost missed me. And I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, I just did my change of responsibility today. I'm taking over 10th Mountain Division and making my second star. He retires a three-star. Oh, wow. And the fact that he Gosh. remembered some jackass, you know corporal you know staff sergeant you know you know it's like yeah. you went special Forces. that's so awesome it just we do meet we have met some phenomenal yeah. leaders if i could be a fifth or a, t- a tenth of the leader that mike oates would be super successful mike yeah. oates if you listen to this yeah. you don't realize this but i love you man
1: which is <laughs> creepy because he's older than me and i'm <laughs> old <so. laughs> hey after 32 it ain't gay <laughs> uh,
0: well if your name is michael jackson anytime you talk about loving somebody else it's always gay
1: i not mean that, that with all a, due respect no, not that there's anything wrong with being gay
0: i'm just no, no, saying I'm, i mean usually with michael jackson it's kind of a a a, yeah. a,
1: a other version of right. it, you know, right. the, the young man stuff so
0: one of these days
1: one of these days by god i i, I want to see you in a set of silver gloves and Singing Billy, Billy Jean or some shit. <laughs> you know, I have zero <laughs> musical ability. I can't dance. I can't sing.
0: Hence, why I was an imbecile for so many years. But
1: uh, for you, I would
0: do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody you else would what? want to see it at all, but I would do it for you.
1: Man, that's just that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on the opposite note of all that, right? So, you know, talking about wins and all these things. What's been something that you've like struggled with in business that you could like impart onto a CEO and say, Hey, look, Jack, don't do this. You stupid shit. I would say
0: in the leadership realm, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get caught up with minutia. As a CEO, you should always be looking at big, Long picture stuff. You should always be looking in sniper terms. Always be looking at the 500 meter target, not the 25 meter target. Your spotter can take out the 25 meter target. Your job is the long target. So, yeah. getting hyper fixated on the small minutiae targets has really messed me up. You know, because we're all Type A personalities. We want to do everything. But again, if we got the right people in the right spots, trust them. And I've had guys go like. Hey, uh, you're in my jello right now. Won't you moon- actually moonwalk out of my jello? Because, you know, that's just a <laughs> funny thing. Because it's funny you said Michael Jackson, but I've been told to moonwalk out of people's jello a lot. And it's like, you know what? It's really easy to go, I'm the boss. I can do whatever I want to. To go, like, no, you are right. I'm in the wrong. You're lame, not yeah. my lame. But don't focus on the little stuff, focus on the big stuff. And sometimes, and uh, I, I don't think this is bragging. Maybe bragging. I don't mean to brag, but I've had about as many TBIs I've had years of service. So sometimes it's hard for me to focus on things sometimes. Yeah, so right. I tell everybody, hey, sometimes I'm like chasing silver squirrels. You know, sometimes I have to designate you're my parent or guardian today.
1: You gotta to keep me on track. All <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. hey it's, 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 it's true, though. That's, It is. true That's 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 really true. It's uh you You've know got spend... TBIs yourself, you know. Mm, yeah, right. It's uh
0: that sounds for traumatic brain injury, by the way, for everybody who doesn't know. I was trying to think
1: of what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> you perpetuated the cause. Good for you. <laughs> there's, there's some irony right there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's too easy to get hyperfixated on stuff that
0: does not matter. And I do oh, that all it the time. totally is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I think we all struggle with that, right? We all struggle with, you know, it's our baby. You know, only I can do it best. I Man, that's a, that's really bullshit, right? There's, right. There's there's probably hundreds of people that can do that shit better than you can, right? Yeah. So yeah. focus on what you do really well, and right. be in that space. And like you said, moonwalk the hell out of somebody's jello, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> at this stage of our lives, we should be controlling the instructors. Yes, it's yeah. fun to be the instructor. You know, having the direct contact with the person but I mean our our days of actual instructing are not over but there's more people with more current experience that can be better instructors you're just doing big picture and have the right people do small picture it's fun to do small pictures it's so fun to be in operating room teaching kids about surgery and anesthesia that's not really my game. I mean, the last time I did that stuff was a long time ago and it wasn't exactly close to being right or sterile, but you know, it's what you have when you have overseas. So we won't talk about that stuff because somebody will probably, some black helicopters will probably fly overhead and snatch me out of here for just doing stupid medicine, not, not for doing top secret stuff, stupid medicine. Somebody goes, yeah, but so yeah, I would say stay in your lane. Do big picture as the boss. You're a big picture guy. You're not a small picture guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mess that up all the time. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, I got to tell you, brother, this has been a fun conversation. I always know anytime you and I get together and our freaking shenanigans together, it's always going to have some comedy in it. No doubt. Yeah. And uh, I, I appreciate that. And I always like to ask this question. If, if you could have picked someone to be here with us today to share our shenanigans, right? Um, dead or alive, mentor or whatever. It doesn't really matter, right? Who who would have that been? Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> For the comedy aspect.
0: <laughs> I mean... Man, he'd have juiced it up, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you thought I was stupid, where'd you get this guy in here? I'm a super smart guy, but... So he was you gotta from, give you gotta give some context on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna try to hit highlights. So he was more redneck than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. He was from Connecticut. And we used to make fun of him. What are you from? Southern Connecticut? Because you're more part of the South than most of the hillbillies. <laughs> Absolutely. Hard worker. Yeah. Down to earth. Do anything for anytime we asked him to do something. I mean, he was right there. And after you yeah. left, you know, he actually. He took your position. He couldn't fill your boots. Nobody could fill your boots. But he he did your job as assistant as, as well there after you left. I mean, great guy. I would go to combat with this guy any day, we week, and twice on Sunday. Uh, likewise with you, of course. But uh, just a great guy. But just the way – his critical thinking was not like – it was more like <laughs> like try to keep up, Sarge, because I'll get there. You just got to – and it's more fun just watching him get there because it's just hilarious. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I just remember one time, I don't know where the hell we were. We were somewhere, but we were out in the woods or whatever. And and he was on radio garden and I was, he was leaned up against his rock and I was like, Tyrell, are you sleeping? He was like, kind of snoring a little bit. And I was like, Tyrell, are you sleeping? He goes, I ain't sleeping, Sarge. I ain't sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've all rested as, our
0: eyes.
1: As the radio's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like, how the hell can you sleep? Yeah, you can sleep like that. <laughs>
0: I remember when we were in uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana, the Joint Readiness, Joint Readiness training Center, JRTC, oh, whatever. Yeah, yep. JRTC at Fort Polk, we were in a hide site, hiding. And you had to wake me up like every five minutes. Stop snoring! I mean, I'm like sleeping like <laughs> on my face, like face packed in yeah. dirt. Like I can't open. I'm doing everything I can. I just I, I, Yeah, yeah. I was like, you're snoring. You're snoring. Like ah. That was a great time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, man. What the god? Just some great days. Wow. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Well, hey, how how do people reach out to you um, in your company to serve with you? Uh, just to kind of. Clarify other than what he's doing on his own, obviously, just the serious note of things. Mike and I are partners over in the strategic advisor board. He's one of the directors. And, uh, you know, uh, when I had the chance to have him on board, it was like, shit, why wouldn't I? Right. Um, you have good center, t- That's why you shouldn't have. Right. <laughs> This just brought Sab's level down like four notches. (laughs) Well, how do people get a hold of you for uh, SF Medical Consulting? Uh, They can hit me up
0: on SF. The the company uh,
1: website is SF
0: Medical Consulting, but because the way the... You know, LLCs work. You can't have medical in your title unless you're a, a doctor. I mean, I've been called doctor yeah. in five countries, but America's not one of them. So the company's name is SF Business Consulting, but the oh. website is SF Medical Consulting. I know it's yeah. Yeah. words, they mean stuff. But I would say, reach, hit me on SAB. That's probably the best way. I check that email more often than not. Uh, and when in doubt, hit Jason yeah. up and say, hey, let me see, let me talk to the SAB's jester. His name is Mike Jackson. He knows who the jester is, he'll let me, he'll point you right in the direction, and we'll get it going. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, brother, thanks for being a part of the journey with me. Appreciate you taking the time. I always say, you know, we got 168 hours a week, you we took the time to spend it with me. I know we spent much longer amounts of time together than that, but yeah. in the same bed, still.
0: in the same two man tent for months at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. but uh, I. I do appreciate you being here. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: And for the record, I may have been your boss once, but it is an absolute pleasure working for you now. I mean, you have mastered business on levels that I'm still studying on. And one of these days, I'm the Padawan. Maybe one of these days I'll be a Jedi master like you, but
1: (laughs) I'm just happy working with you. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, cheers, brother. Love you. Cheers. Um, Love you, man. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Much appreciated.
0: Tell the missus and and the kids I said hi.
1: I know. He'll be happy to hear I said hi. Oh, of course. God, they missed you the second you left a month ago. Yeah, I felt bad (laughs) for leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And congrats for your daughter graduating college. Good for that. Yeah, yeah. She's she's, uh, doing great. And Barrett was like, when's Uncle Mike coming back? And he's a little hanging and all this stuff. So, yeah, the kids just love you to death. I think it's the beard.
0: (laughs) I I think because, you know, I'm on their level, you know, we're on the same wavelength, you know, you know, so they're a little smarter than me. I'll give it to them. But, you know, that happens. Yeah, there you go.
1: But All right, brother. Thanks for being here. And love you, uh, man. Yeah. Love you too, brother. Well, hey, thank you for attending today's episode of War Room Moments. And remember, dream it, believe it, and just just freaking achieve it. Don't, Don't look back. Just keep going forward. This is Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing off hold on one second and don't
0: take me being part of sab as thinking that sab is really not that good because it's amazing it's amazing (laughs) for the record
1: (laughs) deuces love you man love you man